It's D-Load week. So what do you think I'm going to talk about? We're talking all things D-Load. Why we D-Load? What to change during D-Load? And not just workouts. I'm talking nutrition. I'm talking from the stress and sleep side, recovery aspect of it. I'm talking from the community building side of it. I'm talking from the mindset approach side of it. We're going to go th- kind of all things D-Load today. So what's up, everybody? Um, D-Load something to kind of give you guys a little background on how we run functional lifestyles from a D-Load perspective is we run uh, our meso cycles are 13 weeks. We basically do a six-week training cycle, a second six-week training cycle, and then a one-week D-Load phase. Now, that's just how we do it because I think, honestly, at scale with group, three months tends to be best because if I were to do it more frequently, I think it would actually hurt the business and attendance, um, and I'll explain why in a second here. Um, but for, you know, athletes or people that have higher volume and higher intensity, deload is something I think you should be doing more often, right? But more importantly, becoming a little bit more intuitive and subjective with yourself on how you feel because, um, I actually sometimes have deloads just work their way in because of how my body's feeling at certain points of training cycles. So it's not something that I just go like, Hey, we're just going to push through it for three months. Um, obviously there's a point of diminishing returns with all things. And that is very dependent on kind of where you're at, what your goal is, and then intensity and volume and frequency and all that good stuff. So for us, I'm just going to talk about functional lifestyles approach for our clients and gen pop and myself, obviously where, where I'm at, cause I'm in the same boat and same workout as everybody else. Um, the reason why we do it, you know, once every three months and the importance of it is when you when you train, you're providing your body a stimulus, right? And that input into your body is actually a stressor. Um, obviously, like any other hormetic stress in life, your body will recover from it and it gets stronger. And this is how we get stronger, faster, smarter, the whole nine yards. Um, but there is a point of diminishing returns, right? Meaning like there's only so much input your body can take before it really needs a point of rest and recovery. Obviously, these are things that are still built into the program no matter what. Um, but we want to give our body kind of so-called active recovery, right? And the same way that I look at deload week is the same way I would look at vacation for work. Um, and I'm someone that's probably on the more extreme side of things because I actually enjoy what I do for a living. So I don't really like need vacations all the time. Um, but vacations is kind of the exact same approach that we would treat our deload weeks, right? It's like, it's time away from something, um, less stimulus, more parasympathetic in itself. Um, you know, and it's, it's meant to just kind of fill the cup back up, right? Recharge the battery. So which way when you get back into work or the new training cycle or whatever it might be, um, it's the exact same mindset that you treat it as like for a vacation, right? So I'm going to go through kind of all six dimensions because deload for me is something that I kind of created this very like almost like holistic experience for a week, right? Like a lot of things from like cutting caffeine the week of deloads, maybe incorporating a little bit longer fast on the deload weeks, um, you know, having more time for hobbies or even taking some time off work during deload because it's an easy way for me to have structure with my training. So I try to input as many lifestyle things as I can to kind of the same week. Like deload is a lifestyle and a mindset for the seven days, right? Um, so I want to kind of go over all those things and hopefully maybe you guys can take away one or two or more of those things for yourself, right? So, you know, dimension number one with movement and exercise um, pretty straightforward. If you've been following us on Instagram, I've been talking a lot more on move more, exercise less, and that's the entire point of deload week for us. We have three separate workouts. Uh, I finally have branded the workouts. We have a sweat and stretch class Monday and Thursday. We have an animal style, which is a lot of like animal crawls, body weight things, end range work, like all body weight for the most part. Um, and then number three is going to be more bulletproofing, right? So these are kind of the three workouts that we repeat two times. Um, 
And these workouts are designed in a way to obviously incorporate a lot more body weight movement, incorporate a lot more full range of motion, eccentric, isometrics, and range work, get you in positions maybe you're not normally in, but maybe normal cycles and typical kind of strength and conditioning format. Um, once again, obviously we try to blend as much of that in normal cycles as well, but for this week, you know, a lot more tempo, a lot more, you know, volume, but less weight, I guess would be a better way to say it. Uh, well, even volume's less too. The volume probably stays the same, but it's just less intense, right? It's less load. Um, and the whole point is just to get your body to move, um, because movement is the best medicine and it's actually the best thing to help with recovery. Um, obviously if you guys remember the previous podcast where I talk about injuries or two podcasts ago, whatever it was. Um, the best thing you can do for an injury and when your body is taxed is still to continue to move, but do it in a very low level, right? So walking and swimming or some hobby of some sort or exercise in the gym with very light weights and focusing on tempo and still making it challenging, um, but not challenging necessarily in this kind of CNS response, right? Where it's very loading neurologically to the body as well. Um, it's meant to kind of get your body into this more parasympathetic state, right? So big thing that I always preach on deload week, number one to focus on is move more, exercise less. I mean, this is something I hope that most people can just take on for the rest of their lives, but especially during deload week, um, get out of your head to thinking that exercise is something you need to constantly have response to constantly see progress. Um, because these weeks actually are kind of like a slingshot. You might feel like you're going backwards for a little bit, but it actually catapults you um, when you get into this next cycle, right? Because your body had that proper recovery and rest. Um, and I'm going to tell you from experience, because I was probably the most stubborn with this, is I hated the concept of deload week and time off. And I was one of those guys like, oh, I'm going to get smaller. I'm going to get weak if I don't if I take a day off. Um, and as I went through injuries and more importantly got older and matured and understand how the body worked, I was like, oh, this is actually like one of my favorite weeks now because my body, by the time I get three months into training, it wants a little bit of a break. It wants a little bit of a change, right? And it's, it's, it's also a great way for me to almost reevaluate, you know, next training cycles or next kind of focuses or next kind of, you know, overall objective of the next quarter. Um, and why I like the 13 week mesocycle is 13 times four is 52. 52 weeks in a year so it makes it basically four perfect quarters um if you're ocd like me that really just like gets you going um so we do six six one so by the time we're getting into that deload week we're finishing quarter one right and our weeks are literally lined up with the exact time of the year so um, our deload week finishes uh at the end of the year from christmas to new year's week which ends up being perfect because the holiday and right now we're just getting into April 1. So we just finished the first three months of 2022, right? So it's a great way to kind of also organize and set yourself up to understand that there's quarters to every year, right? And then having our quarters for our training set up that way um, is something that you should also kind of think about applying to also every other area of your life. Like take the time off, take the time to reevaluate, take the time to kind of reassess, take the time to kind of you know, have, create some self-awareness on how you felt and how you did over the last quarter. And then objectively, what are the focuses kind of moving forward, right? Okay. So the next dimension is, you know, two is number nutrition or number nutrition, <laughs> number two nutrition. Um, the one thing that I'm actually going to start to incorporate and uh, I kind of did it a little bit this week, but probably not to the extreme or intensity that I would like to do it on. Um, what I'm going to do moving forward for me personally is every deload week, I'm going to go decaffeinated, right? Just for the whole week, right? I think it'd be a good reset for me on caffeine. Um, I'm also going to incorporate a little bit stricter kind of fasting windows, right? To kind of almost help reset or reset my gut in a little bit, reset some of my hunger signals and, uh, you know, maybe doing some OMAD days. Like I did an OMAD day on Monday. So I basically had dinner at whatever time it was, probably six or seven. 
Sunday night. And I need to eat dinner until the next day. So I technically did 24 hours of fasting. Um, I'm a body type and a goal set that I don't really uh, want to incorporate a lot of fasting. Because for me, actually getting food in is probably more of the worry uh, versus trying to cut. But for those people, the majority of the people listening generally have a weight loss goal. It's a great way for you to build this in and to have the organization in your head that's saying, cool, it's load week. Maybe this is a week I do a 24-hour fast. Maybe this is the week I do a 48-hour fast. And it's a good way to kind of reset your hunger signals, like I said, so uh, reassessments of kind of hormonal balance, right? Getting yourself kind of back in the groove and almost like pushing the reset button. Fasting is a very, very powerful tool, and I don't want to get too deep and just talk about fasting today. Uh, but I think deload is a great way for you guys to kind of organize that, right? You could do be doing some type of intermittent fasting already because I think the one thing I like about intermittent fasting, not to go down this rabbit hole, is everyone intermittent fast to a certain extent because you sleep and you don't eat right so even if you went to bed eating and you woke up eating you would still have eight hours of off of eating and you would have 16 hours on so you technically always have a intermittent fasting schedule right the question and the thing that you need to talk about and obviously depending on where you're at and your goals for yourself is the intensity or the strictness of that intermittent fasting is a great way to kind of organize calorie consumption right so for me, I tend to do more like two meal a day during deload. I eat a little bit less. I have less carbs. I try to have a little bit like I try to just like really keep my diet as clean as possible during this time. I try to um, obviously nowhere near perfect, but the 80 20 rule kind of falls right into this week, uh, probably closer to 90 10 on this week. Um, and it's a good way to kind of like I said, just kind of like once again, push the reset button, right? Give your body a little break, uh, focus on cleaning up the diet, maybe focus on getting yourself prepared for the next Monday coming for the new cycles. Um, and thinking about this kind of whole approach of everything else in life, like we said, so maybe getting you back into meal prepping or, uh, you know, ordering your food again during D low week and be like, Oh, I've kind of fallen off, right? Like it's just a good way to kind of like, let's put us back on track, right? Um, and then when we look at kind of tier two of coaching, which is going to be the stress and sleep management stuff, number one, from a stress management standpoint, your body is going to be taking less stress in because it's exercising less and it's moving more. So immediately it's getting less of sympathetic tone and more of a parasympathetic response. Um, so it should already in itself kind of reduce stress. Um, but once again, to kind of give you kind of some of the mindset and approach of this is like if we're kind of trying to apply this in all areas of life, so like once a quarter I'm reevaluating my goals for myself personally, financially, physically, you know, relationship-wise, whatever, whatever it might be, right? Um, taking this week to kind of reset and kind of remind yourself of the whys and, you know, assess what you did the last 12 weeks and plan for the next 12 weeks and maybe the goal for the quarters. And, you know, it's important for me, for myself to do it for the business. It's important for me to do it on a personal level. Um, very important for me to do on a training standpoint. Um, and use this time once again, like I just planned the next six weeks, six weeks of training. Um, so for me, it's like, okay, we're already planning some of that stuff. Obviously this is my job, but from, I do the workouts too. So it's also kind of like planning for my training. Like how did I feel last cycle? How did my body respond? What would my body like the most? And then getting input from as many coaches and clients as I can that were involved with the last six weeks or last 12 weeks and then changing moving forward. Right? So we're always progressing the plan. We're always progressing the program. Um, but these deloads, like I said, this is kind of the slingshot mindset that we take during this week. It's one week to just be like, let's chill, let's reevaluate, let's look and let's move forward. So immediately you're going to get some stress reduction from that. Um, it kind of help rebalance yourself. And obviously from a sleep perspective, um, it's funny cause I'm actually probably going to tell you right now, just to give you a little disclaimer. I've had the worst week of sleep I've had in a long time this week. So 
Maybe it didn't work as well as I thought it was going to work <laughs> through trial and error for this one. But honestly, that's, you know, one thing I will tell you, just a little personal side note, is going through these reassessments and goal things, and I did a lot for the business, and a lot of things that obviously people don't see behind the scenes. Um, so my mind's been going a little bit more, so like, you know, what people will call stress. I like stress, I like work stress, because it's how I function. Um, but obviously it has its repercussions, I haven't been sleeping that well. Um, it kind of keeps me a little distracted almost sometimes, because I'm kind of planning and doing all these things. Um... But I know this is all good stuff, right? So ideally for those in the perfect world, if you're going to take this week off and be able to enjoy yourself or you're going on vacation or you're not exercising as hard, you should, for the most part, be able to sleep better, right? Just due to the fact that there's a stress reduction aspect of what we're talking about, right? Um, but I don't want to get too down, you know, too deep down that rabbit hole at all. And then number five is going to be community environment. One thing that I love that we do as a business, and I think it's really, really great for people to do this on, you know, the, you know, friends that maybe don't live around you or people don't see as much or coworkers, uh, from a business perspective, anybody that runs a business, I think this is probably the best thing that you should be doing. Um, is we do like member outings, right? Like, so these member socials and we do team outings probably a little bit more frequently too. Um, obviously it's nice to get the team together for different reasons as well, but we do a big member outing. So we're doing like our five year anniversary next week or I'm sorry, tomorrow. And, um, we probably should have close to a hundred people there. And I think it's a great way for me why I love it. Cause it really brings the community together. And for me, my favorite environment, which is part of the same dimension is the gym environment. I love people that really approach health as a priority and are proactive about it. And obviously in the gym, we attract a lot of that personality. So it's great for me because we get to bring all that stuff together in one place and be able to spend a few hours together eating, drinking, and bullshitting and kind of having a good time and connecting back with those people. Because um, for me, I think especially over the last two years, it's something that we probably lost a little bit of a connection to on a you know honest level of like the community and the importance of making your environment surrounded by good people and good information and good things and good jobs um, because everything else up and downstream is going to be benefited, right? So for me, community is another thing, right? So if we were to look at this kind of deload approach, it's like, okay, maybe once a quarter for you guys, even for people that are not here at Functional Lifestyles, taking this as an opportunity to be like, hey, once a quarter, I'm going to go see some people that I haven't seen in a while that are close to me, or I'm going to call somebody, I'm going to call a sibling, or I'm going to call a family member. Um, and giving yourself that little, because you need that constant stuff, right? And you, the reason why a lot of us go so long in periods of, not kind of course correcting is because we don't have the structure built in. And why I love this deload mindset is like one week out of every quarter, right? So once every 12 weeks, give yourself to reset everything in your life, right? Um, and that leads me right into the mindset part, right? And this is something that's kind of really grown on me over the last few years. Um, that the mindset obviously is the end all be all for everything, success and happiness in life. And if you don't really change or work or you know train the mindset to be better um, or build the structure and plan that we were just talking about like you are going to suffer in all levels right physically financially socially it does not matter like everything and anything um so the mindset behind deload like we've mentioned pretty much in every dimension prior when i was talking about it is how we approach it right take one week every quarter to kind of reevaluate yourself give yourself a little bit of a break um get out of the rat race reevaluate goals, assess how you feel, um, you know, be able to look at the past and plan for the future. And obviously this helps us stay more present because one of the thing, you know, you guys have heard me once again, talk about all the time is like true happiness. I believe lies only in the presence because when we're in the future of the past, we're not in the present moment. You can never be happy for not there. Right. Um, but what really keeps it easy to stay present 
is when we take these periods of reflection, right? We take these periods to look back. We take these periods to look forward and plan forward, right? And we put all the stuff in front of us and we journal it and we write it down and we share it with people around us that we love and we bring everything into kind of one place and consolidate that and reconnect to the thing that you lost a little bit of connection from and disconnect a little bit from the things that you maybe have connected from or two more that maybe aren't ideal for you. Right, like taking those periods of going decaffeinated, or taking a week to maybe say, "Hey, I'm doing no alcohol this week." Uh, maybe that should be something I have in my goal too. Um, you know, I didn't talk about that one, but that would definitely be in the top two, top three. Um, but whatever, right? Like the mindset really has to be the thing that we're always working on. And why I like this kind of like structure to it is because at the end of the day, like it's like with weight loss, people know that you should be eating less than you burn. Duh! Like that's not rocket science, right? The question is, how do I do it sustainably? How do I do it where it actually lasts? So these things that we talk about that some people like to kind of talk crap on that, oh, it's not all about calories or intermittent fasting stupid or keto stupid. Like they're all different systems to create a caloric restriction. So that's why they work. The question is why they don't work for you is probably because it's not for sustainable for your choices, your family, your surroundings, your environment, your goals, your level of discipline, whatever. Um, so take this week once every three months to reevaluate yourself break things up in quarters it's a great way for you to mentally have some structure to your life where one week out of every single quarter you get to have time for reflection planning connection um and doing everything to kind of just click that reset button right wash the body cleanse cleanse the body of it cleanse the mind right like go through this period so this way when you attack monday two days from now we're ready to rock and roll we're ready to take on quarter two of the year and that's exactly what the deload's supposed to be for, right? So I hope you guys kind of like this approach or this mindset. Let me know what you think about it. Um, but no matter what, even from a training perspective, to keep this fitness to stay in my lane, take a deload. Your body needs a rest and recovery. You'll thank me later when you're older and you can still walk. Have a great day, guys. See ya.